This is the story of how Samuel Goodwin, an American, moved to the Netherlands to start an indie software company. My first attempt at working in programming was for a startup in Boulder, which is about half an hour away from where I went to school. Uh, the summer after my freshman year, I went back to stay with my family in Oklahoma and worked in a grocery store for a while. But I came back early because I answered this ad for this job and they gave me an offer. Because I was inexperienced, I had not done anything for real yet. They gave me $500 a month to work for their startup doing uh, Rails work. This doesn't amount to very much once you factor in the time it took for me to get there and get back. I would often leave in the morning on the one of the few buses leaving Golden in time to get to Boulder. And then coming back, I would have to go a long round trip of about an hour and a half or so through Denver and then finally to Golden so that I could get home. So I would leave the house that I was staying in in the morning at about 8 o'clock and I would not be home until almost midnight. I really don't think the company was ready for a junior engineer. There were only two or three engineers before me, all very experienced, all who had worked with each other for a very long time in the uh, CEO's basement. When I started, I was mostly given tasks that had just been sitting on the backlog and had sunk to the bottom because no one else wanted to work on them. So one of the first things I worked on was correcting their migrations. This was a Rails project. and one of the features of Rails is that you can encode changes to your database in steps so that from a fresh database with no tables in it, you could set it up the way the app was expecting them to be. If this works like it's supposed to, that's very convenient for deploying a new server, deploying a new database, because you have the script you can run that says, here's how you go from blank to ready for production. Uh, in the process of doing their work and making their revisions, though, they had broken these migrations so that if you started from zero, you would not get to the end and it would fail along the way. So I was responsible for fixing that so that it worked like you'd expect. It took me quite a bit of time, but I did manage to do it. Unfortunately, though, I tested this on my own local laptop. And then I thought, now is a good time to go test this on the staging server, right? Which a staging server is a copy of your normal production server that you use to test things that doesn't break everything for the people who are using your website. Uh, what I did not know is the engineers who were working on the project were using the staging server to do their work. So when I deleted the database on the staging server to test my migrations to make sure they would work like they were supposed to, I destroyed all of the test data that the engineers were depending on to get their work done. This made the entire team quite furious and I was promptly dismissed. So that first job lasted me about a month and a half, maybe two months. I think in the end I was paid about seven or $800 and sent on my way. At first I was pretty upset about getting fired because I didn't really think it was my fault, but later I realized that that was probably just like a really terrible uh, position for me to be in. And so it was okay that I wasn't doing that anymore. Fortunately, after that, I got a job with the computing center at school and collected $10 an hour to help people fix their email, make use of the printers, connect their laptops to the Wi-Fi, etc. While I was working in the computing center, I met this guy named Matt, who was freelancing as a programmer in addition to going to school. He would come in to use the scanner to deposit checks into his bank account, and we talked from time to time about how he was doing this work on the side and, and earning money. In my fourth year of college, 
uh, Matt came to me and asked if I was interested in helping him at his job. His consulting had turned into working for a very small agency in Denver, and they needed some additional help. Since he knew me and knew that I had done some Rails and some iOS work on my own, he thought I would be a good fit to help the team. After a successful interview with his boss, I got my first real programming job. I made $20 an hour to write the Rails part of websites that would go with my friend Matt's iOS parts that he was writing. Because I had done iOS as well, it made it a lot easier for us to communicate the changes that we needed to make, the things that we needed to do in order to make those two work well together. So it started out as doing Rails backends for an iOS app, turned to doing working on Rails backends and the iOS app. And then I was given an opportunity to work on my first Android app. When the Android project was about to start, Matt brought in a friend who was very experienced with Java to help build the, the library that we needed to build. This friend disappeared shortly after the project started. And eventually, my friend Matt went off to go work for PATH in San Francisco. So this Android project that started as a project that I was not involved in first became a project that I helped Matt with because his friend was gone and then became a project that I did myself because then also Matt was gone. The project was an ad library that you would add to other apps. So not only did it need to work, but it needed to work safely enough that you could drop this into another app and have working ads pop up. It took me a month of possibly the hardest work I had done up to this point to get that to work, but I did manage to get it to work and did manage to get it done on time. After I completed the project, I told my boss that if he were to say the word Android again on another project, that I would walk out the door. I'm sure Android development is a lot better now than it was back then at the very beginning of Android, but even to this day, the thought of working on an Android project gives me flashbacks to that time, and that's why I won't do it. After I worked for this agency for about two years, I decided to set off on my own and take projects directly rather than rely on the agency to bring in projects. It was always my plan to be independent, and working for the agency seemed like a good idea to get started, but it quickly became a frustration that I did not have control over what projects we said yes to or what deadlines we agreed to. So my first attempt at running my own company, I filed under the name Goodwin Labs, which was a username I had on LiveJournal in sixth grade. While working at the agency, I was collecting $20 an hour and eventually got a raise to $22 an hour. Uh, I was working part-time, but that was still really great money for me. I had just finished college at this point. The first project that I took after leaving the agency under the name Goodwin Labs, I thought I should try something bold and just named a, what I thought to be a very large number at $35 an hour. The client accepted like it was no big deal, and we started the project. I didn't have very many connections at the time and not that much experience, so I didn't think I was that impressive. But I did manage to do some projects on my own and earn some money. Uh, but after a year or so of this, I thought maybe I should work for someone else for a little while longer to gain some more experience. So I started to look for new jobs. I also kind of wanted to go somewhere other than Colorado. So I looked for jobs mostly around Boston and New York. Colorado was a pretty nice place, but it was pretty hard to exist there without a car. Everybody was very confused why I did not have a license, why I did not own a car, and when I told them I didn't want one and didn't need one, nobody really believed me. I applied for a job in New York City, a place where having a car would definitely be a bad idea. They flew me to New York City for the interview after our initial phone call. 
The interview went well and they offered me the job. So then they asked me what I wanted as my salary. I was not an expert in negotiation, so I tried to calculate what I thought would be a fair number. I took the rate that I was getting for projects in Colorado, multiplied that by what if I was working full-time the whole time, and I multiplied that by the difference in the cost of living index between Denver and New York City, which was nearly 2x. That added up to be about $120,000 a year, which I thought was a crazy number. But then they counter-proposed me with 125, which means I definitely messed up the negotiation and probably could have gotten more than that. I learned a lot at my job in New York because I was surrounded by people who had way more experience than me and were working very hard at what they were doing, and all they needed was somebody who understood iOS specifically. Eventually, though, I became frustrated with the way the project was run and the kind of product we were building, and that's when I started to consider moving to the Netherlands. If you're interested in Roundwell Software's products or services, you can check me out at roundwellsoftware.com.